There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yeah, yo, yeah, yo, folks. Welcome to the latest and the greatest from the Yonko table. That's the voice of Grandmaster Hoop coming at you from the helm today. And we are driving this ship into a long, faraway galaxy for the new hit series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's right, the legendary Jedi of Star Wars mythos has his own series, and it's expanding everything we know about the character and the gaps between episodes three and four with the primary focus on Obi-Wan Kenobi. With me, as always, is fellow Yonko, Dr. Jace Attorney. Dr. Jace Attorney, how do you feel tackling another Star Wars series for 2022? I feel excited. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is probably the series I've been looking forward to the most out of the ones that were announced back in, what, uh, D23, whenever they do those? What mm-hmm. is it, like November? In November, yeah. Right. Um, this was the one I was excited for the most, especially because when McGregor's coming back, we get uh, Hayden Christensen with sand and everything coming back. So I'm, I'm always excited to see these uh, these prequel legacy characters make a return because uh, you really don't see a lot of, uh, well, I'm sorry, you you mainly saw the original trilogy legacy characters make their returns in the, in the original trilogy. Oh, I'm sorry, in the sequel trilogy. But now you get to see some of the prequel ones make a return now. And I think it's kind of cool. I, I'm not counting R2-D2 and like, you know, some cameos and whatever. Uh, so it's cool to see these two guys back. Uh, aside from that, I have some uh, critical things <laughs> to say about the first two episodes. Uh, and I don't know, maybe talking it out, maybe maybe I'll be, um, you know, more lenient and understanding. But I, I, I will note there were some moments that kind of pulled me out as I was watching it. But uh, that's fair. I mean, there's a lot to take away. It's a two part premiere. It's got. I think a giant weight on its shoulders. You know, Boba Fett was kind of mixed reviews from audiences. Mandalorian is highly praised. But yeah, like you said, they brought back some of these prequel trilogy characters and they got a bridge a gap and they're going to hone in on this relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin. And that's a that's a big weight. And this is the first live action series thus far to take place between episodes three and four with everything else having taken place after episode six. So they got some, they got some shoes to fill and we'll see. But uh, before we deep dive these two episodes for the premiere, let's see what supernovas will be joining us in hyperspace. No relation to Grandmaster Hoop, Hooper TV. All right, let's get down to it. So like you said, Obi-Wan, uh, it's following the prequels. It's after number three. Um, well, shoot, uh, goodness gracious. I feel we got to talk about Obi-Wan first, Obi-Wan as a character. I think, you know, 
when you have this show, you need to think about where's Obi, where has Obi-Wan been left off mentally? Where is he physically? And what is going to be the driving motivation for him? Um, and can you and McGregor jump right back into the shoes of Obi-Wan? And I think he's fantastic. I think he hasn't missed a beat. Uh, uh, and I'm really digging the portrayal. I mean, it's it's formulaic to a point, you know, the war-torn, uh, lost, you know, no more hope, no more, you know. Right. Right, right. He's like. He's We've seen a, it. We've seen it before. We've seen it before, but um, it's different this time. And I think for me, the biggest difference with this portrayal of Obi-Wan is that he's like hanging on to one thread of hope which is luke for him yeah i don't even think he's worried about leia <laughs> in the beginning of the series interesting um, right right but um you know he he has not gotten over the loss of anakin and i i'm surprised 10 years after the fact he's still you know dealing with this so I really like what we saw in part one uh, initially in that beginning. Isn't that surprising, though? Which part? That he's still holding on to this? Isn't that surprising? I mean, like, his whole Jedi Order came crashing down because of him and his inability to train Anakin. It's like, not only did he, like, lose Anakin, but, like, he lost all his friends. He lost all his livelihood. He went to hiding. You know, he kind of lost it all. Um, his probably sense of self, his self-esteem, just just everything. I mean, I don't know if you could start this anywhere else besides Obi-Wan just kind of being in shambles, to be honest. Well, let me say this. I, I don't disagree with you. Should Obi-Wan be putting all the blame on himself? I don't think he should be doing that. I get the personal, you know, I failed you, Anakin. I have failed you. <laughs> Well, he should have put that on himself. I mean, the Jedi are flawed, man. They let Order 66 happen, which, by the way, great opening sequence. I really like that opening. I have my thoughts on that opening sequence. Actually, if you've been on our TikTok, I kind of went into my thoughts on that. But do you really want to put that on Obi-Wan's shoulders, all of that? I think the cool thing I've always liked about Star Wars is that the Jedi are supposed to be kind of like these monsters who kind of like have their emotions in check and they're, you know, kind of at peace with things, you know, they know not to form connections when it comes to certain things. But at the end of the day, they're all human. They're all human. Anakin, maybe more than anybody. And so I do think Obi-Wan is he's choosing it to put it upon himself it's just like the human kind of reaction i think a lot of people would have to <laughs> the, the republic fell because i mean a big reason but i shoulders you so i understand yeah the human component of obi-wan for sure but i think he's being a little too hard on himself but that's okay it's like that was his brother, and he watched holocrons of him killing younglings and all their allies and friends. So I can see why he's still, you know, haunted by those memories. But on top of that, too, here he is now having to protect 
the children of Anakin, you know? And that's a, I think that's a cool, uh, that's a, I think that was a really good thing to narrow in as far as this characterization of what's going to be depicted in this series. So, so far, I, again, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with what we're given with Obi-Wan and that back and forth, whether or not he's to blame for everything. I think it'll be interesting to see play out because right now, yeah, he's at the lowest of lows. Uh, I mean, what he's just working in a factory uh and oh my gosh he's not helping any jedi on the run uh he is not that's kind of sad it's like, yeah it's... there's there's a couple things early on that i liked one one of it was uh the scene where he kind of watches the guy get shorted um you know like he gets like half his pay and you kind of like see it and like you know obi-wan's ben's eyes that like like maybe i should do something you know maybe i should use a jedi mind trick maybe i should like force this guy to like pay what he owes this man but he doesn't do anything you know and i feel like that really captured like where he's at in this moment where he's just like kind of staying in his very small lane and just keeping him to himself not being a jedi to be honest no, I I agree. I kind of liked how um, they portrayed Obi Wan as uh, kind of keeping to himself right now because it kind of adds into that whole sense of uh, like him him feeling defeated. Like he's so defeated, aside from blaming everything on himself uh, with the Jedi Order and Anakin and everything. Like he even views himself as helpless in in the in the face of something that he could clearly help with. Like, you know, as, as, uh, as, um, you know, Huberlino said, you could just use a Jedi mind trick or something, you know, or sneak off, uh, some pay or, or, or even give some of his pay to the, the guy. But no, he's like, I'm, I, I can't do anything. I know it's wrong. What's happening right here. But, um, I just, I just won't, I won't do it. And then it goes into like the whole thing with the Jedi. Um, I forgot his name. I don't think we do we get a name of that Jedi later um, on. Um oh man, I thought his name was he was played by uh Ben Safety, one of the Safety brothers. Uh, uh -huh. if you ever watched that movie, um what's that movie with Adam Sandler? Um, Uncut, Uncut Gems. Gems. Uncut Gems, yeah. He's one of the brothers who directed oh, it. Oh yeah. okay. Um yeah, yeah, really cool, really random. Um, cool. but uh yeah oh man i forgot his name um or is that one of the brothers i could have sworn that was one of the brothers Maybe I'm he did look familiar um but uh i mean even even with a, a jedi someone that's coming out as a jedi saying like oh, yeah. hey nari sorry nari nari is his name yes nari got it got it got it um yeah he's a jedi out on the run needs help goes to obi-wan probably one of the high-ranking people that he looked up to in the jedi order and obi-wan's like no <laughs> what what great fight are you talking about we're not we're not gonna you know uh rise up in a revolution the, the jedi order is done man go home or actually he doesn't even acknowledge that he's obi-wan he's like you got the wrong person man i, I mean he, he knows he found him but he's like i'm my name's ben he's really <laughs> leaning into the Ben persona, which is crazy because knowing where, who we see as Ben in episode four, you know, Ben is hopeful. 
Ben is, you know, right, willing to t teach Luke and go help Leia. So seeing this version of Ben, you know, Ben is supposed to be a whole new mindset versus just an alias to hide who he is. Right. Um, we need it. We need Obi Wan back, and no more Ben. Ben ain't gonna cut it. You know. I'm I'm calling it now. Uh. They better pay homage to uh, the meme quality of the prequels in this series. So, so for example, when he finally embraces the Obi-Wan, uh, you know, his name, he's not willing to hide from it anymore towards the end. Someone, he, he's going to drop in from like the ceiling, whatever, with his lightsaber, pshoom, and then uh, the <laughs> someone's going to exclaim, Obi-Wan. And instead of saying, no, no, I'm not Obi-Wan, I'm Ben, he's going to say, Hello there. Oh God, he's not. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, not. he is. Yes, he no, is. Let's no. do it. I'm calling it now. That's such wishful thinking. I'm but calling it. Part of Obi Wan's journey to now deals with a well. Actually, before we get into that surprise component that we all hit or miss for some, oh, uh, let's so. talk the Inquisitors, okay? So the Inquisitors Ooh. are the big, the big bad, the big bad um they are and for those who are not familiar with the jet the star wars lore the inquisitors are handpicked by darth vader no they're handpicked uh i think so yeah right and um they're basically just force sensitive children whether they were jedi at one point or they were just younglings or foundlings and they uh woo them to the dark side and they go out and do Vader's bidding. And uh, I always liked the Inquisitors. If you ever played Jedi Fallen Order, I think that was the best, a really good interpretation of the Inquisitors. It was really um, good. Yeah, with like the second sister and the ninth sister. Those oh, were really those, fun. those were the numbers? that well, though, in, the in, in, in Fallen Order, yeah, those okay. were who we met. The ninth right. sister was the big one. Okay. And second the second sister... sister was the girl. Okay, got uh, it. Right, got it. Right. So who we have here, we have the Grand Inquisitor who, and when we talk about part two, we'll talk about the controversy here. Yes. Right. Grand Inquisitor, uh, who's the lead of the Inquisitor. So he's like, I guess, number two to Vader. Uh, the fifth brother. Uh, that's Han from uh, Fast and Furious, if you didn't know that. That's who, okay, okay. Yeah. I knew it was someone because, <laughs> okay, no, that makes right. sense. And then we got, I guess, I feel she's gonna be our in for the Inquisitors. Uh, what? Uh, fifth sister? Is she fifth? I think um, fifth. I think the third. The third, third sister. Third sister. Doesn't that ring a bell? Let me see. Third numbers. sister. Yes. Third sister. Okay. Riva. Riva is our the third sister, and uh, I guess she's gonna be the one we're gonna spend a lot of time with. Uh, but yeah, I'm you know. Not... They're hunting Jedi, and but Reva seems to be hell bent on finding Obi Wan for some strange reason. Uh, I feel she's going to be the most talked about. What did y'all think about Reva and just the Inquisitors in general? I I like I like the you know incorporation of the Inquisitors. Um, I, I I always like it when they're on screen. I've known them. I think 
I could be wrong, uh, but I think they were first introduced in uh, Rebels. Yes, Rebels was the first. Okay, Inquisitors. Yeah, right. Um, and I think since then, whenever they try to incorporate some kind of like dark force, uh, you know, users into this era of Star Wars, they always try to somehow use the Inquisitors and the Inquisition um, in those storytelling uh, beats, but. I really like the Inqu the Inquisitors and in Obi Wan. Um, I don't know how I feel about Reva, um, and it mainly just comes from how her character is being portrayed. Like I I know she's supposed to be like a very uh, impulsive, gung ho um, Inquisitor, and she has some obsession with Obi Wan. We don't know where that obsession stems from. If it's just uh, he's like the last beacon of the Jedi order. So I really want to kill him or if it's something more personal. Um, but I just, I don't know. I, I just did every, when, as soon as, maybe it's the way she's portraying her ruthlessness. I feel like she's kind of overselling it. If that makes sense. Like, uh, I think the first scene that she's in, uh, which is that scene at the, you know, I guess the the bar, the canteen, uh, my my background, the saloon, the saloon, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Um, it's something that she says. I can't remember exactly what it was, but the, her line delivery with it, she like gave it like kind of like a raspy delivery. I don't know. Maybe I have to rewatch the scene again. But I just did not. From then on, I was like, "Ooh, is is this gonna be the portrayal from here on out?" And turns out it was. Um, I I I just didn't like it. I, I'm not a fan of Reva for now. Maybe I'll grow into her as the series goes on. Maybe she'll have more personality. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling it. I'm, I'm also not feeling the rest of the Inquisitors, but I know that's not the point because they're just so, supposed to be the, the villains, I guess. Um, so Reva's supposed to be, like you said, our, our in with this group um, to try and see what their deal is what they're trying to do and everything but uh i'm not here for reva <laughs> that's just me i don't know maybe i'll grow yeah. into her yeah that's um that's interesting uh, i think the overselling point was like a good i think a good point um because i didn't really connect with her that much either um it's like it's like funny i think it's probably a problem that i think uh, uh these in-between stories might have but it's like I know Obi-Wan lives. I know he's going to be fine. I know Leia's going to be fine. And it's like, how menacing can this person be? You know what I mean? And so she's going for like this kind of, you know, menacing angle. But I'm like, I know, I know she's not gonna hurt my characters. You know what I mean? So it can only do so much. Um, I did find interesting um, her relationship with, I guess, the Grand Inquisitor it kind of like in my mind brought back memories of like Obi-Wan and Anakin. Uh, and, exactly. Right. You know, I felt like there's some like parallels between like kind of being, you know, the disobedient subordinate. Um, and so I'm curious if that, cause now uh, at the end of episode two, Grand Inquisitor is no longer with us, unfortunately. Um, so they won't be able to like, you know, expand on that too much, but I'm curious if they're going to, you know follow that parallel anywhere with in terms of like her relationship to anakin possibly um when you know we get some more screen time of darth 
And see, that is my whole take with Reva as well. She's giving Anakin so much like brash and patient. Uh, and, but I do understand what you're saying with the ruthlessness. And maybe that's just the characterization and some of the acting on her part. Uh, some of it I did not buy for sure. But I definitely, when it was like when, with her and the Grand Inquisitor, especially in part one, she was very, you know, like you could clearly see the distaste of her having to listen to the Grand Inquisitor. Right. Um, but now I'm just curious more about, you know, they all they all uh, submit to Vader. So it's like, does she, did she have a one on one with him prior to all this to where? She worships him more than any others, and that's what drives the obsession to get Obi-Wan. Or theory, you know, calling back to the beginning of the episode. Uh, if you go rewatch that Order 66 sequence, there happens to be a little uh youngling who resembles Reva a little bit. And well, I mean, that's not even like saying too much because that's like the case. With many of these, you know, in between stories of the Jedi that survived, you know, they survived Order 66 and they either went to the dark side or, you know, are just in hiding. So I guess it begs the question, did she have any interactions with maybe Obi-Wan in that 10 year gap? Or, you know, yeah, what's her relationship to Anakin? But we'll find we'll obviously get more. Yeah, right now I feel like, yeah, the fifth brother hasn't really given much uh, and then, yeah, with the Grand Inquisitor by the end of part two, that's up in the air. And that might be a giant retcon, uh, which Man, I don't. That glaring, though, that glaring of a retcon. Well, it's crazy, too, because I forgot that Rebels is Disney's first Star Wars project. It is. Yeah. Right. So it's crazy to think maybe maybe they just, I don't know, forgot. But it's like Disney. Hello. That like, happened in their first season. Their right, exactly. It's like, come on, like, are you? Are you, and again, he might be alive. He might be alive. Some people he think he got stabbed in the lower abdomen. So we don't know. But it, I would really hope they did not make a mistake and retcon that because I also read Deborah Chow, who's directed every episode of this series, is a big Star Wars fan. And I'm like talking like Rebels, Clone Wars, right. Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see uh, how that plays out. And we'll talk more when we uh, get to part two. I think the biggest thing other than what we've already said um, thing for part one that we have not talked about is. Um, is uh, Owen. Well, we didn't mention Owen. I do like <laughs> Owen. Oh, I mean, he's not the biggest. <laughs> Owen, I do like Owen's. Um, I like I what's like, going yeah. on with Owen. You know, I like Owen. Uh, yeah, oh, that was a man, cool but, scene. Between, he's a dick. That's probably the best scene with Reva was her and Owen. I yes. thought for part one, yeah, right, for sure. right. But Owen is an ass. I don't know if I I like him and I get it. But do you have the right? Do you really know what happened? Of course, like, he has the right. Why no, would, he doesn't. Why would he trust I, Ben with his child? Well. <laughs> uh, hello obi-wan gave him to owen first so he did not have to give him to owen you know um but does owen really know what happened 
I don't think he knows what happened. I, I think, think he, he kind of alerted. Aware. Yeah, he's, he's aware that the Jedi it. fell. He's aware that, you know, Anakin's no longer alive. Is he aware um, that Anakin killed younglings? We don't know to what extent, <laughs> but he, I mean, he even made a comment saying like, uh, oh, you know, the way you failed Anakin. And it was like, oh, dude, good God. Oh, man. Uh, but, but like, so like, it makes it aware that he, he kind of, it knows to what extent we don't know. Cause this is always the tricky part of the, the grand knowledge of the galaxy of what they know about right. like the Jedi, uh, who Darth Vader really is. So in some cases, if Darth Vader even exists, right? Yeah. Darth Vader's um, kind of like a, a legend in some parts of the galaxy. Right. Like a, a myth. I'm sorry. A myth. Like they don't know that he's a thing. Right. Right. Exactly. And there's only like a select few that know Anakin didn't actually die. He became Darth Vader. And you'd be surprised how many close characters that you would think like, oh, yeah, this person clearly knows that uh, Anakin became Darth Vader. Uh, but they don't. You know, I, right now, I, Obi-Wan doesn't know. Right. He okay. Yeah. Well, no. He knows he, the name. Well, yeah. Well, no, no. He, he knows. He, he knows, knows Darth, Darth Vader, Vader. The name. Yeah. He, he knows, doesn't know that's Anakin. No, 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 no. I think he, he does. He knows. He does. Remember, he watched the holocron in Episode Three. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Right. Yeah. So, right, but right. no, what this series tells us is in that ten years, he didn't know Darth Vader was still running around, and that might just be. That might just because they're out in the outer room in Tatooine, you okay. know? And maybe this is the first time the Inquisitors and the Imperial came looking for Obi-Wan to the point where, you know, like news, it's hard for news to reach out there. Well, they're going to learn today because you had that one farmer that <laughs> tried to speak up saying, this is the outer rim. The Empire has no reach. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Every time you reach for your hand, you'll think about us. Very intimidating. Very Sends a intimidating. message. Yes, message. yes. But I mean, I don't know how much more we'll see of Owen in this series, or Luke for that matter. You know, I God forbid they do a little thing where Luke and Leia actually met prior to the. Oh God. I I won't get on board with that. But speaking of Leia, I think the biggest surprise for everyone yeah. was little leia uh did not think that i thought that was a very nice surprise i like the fact i was like oh my gosh it's little leia it's leia we're on alderaan a planet we really didn't get to see because you know got blown up and whatever but yeah not only little leia but we got jimmy smith's back as uh bell organa and yeah now we get to see the inner workings of Alderaan and see little Leia running around. I know some people are indifferent about little Leia. I'm just going to throw this on the table right now. All right. I like the seeds of Princess or General or Leia Organa in this little girl. I think she's doing a good job. I I like that um it's just, you know, she's she's kind of, you know, back against the wall. She's not an Organa. So they're trying to put her in, you know, this little corner and she's rising above. She's showing she's giving seeds of the Leia that we know. And that's what I like. Uh, and, and then also, if you want, you can also say 
And I think part two does it really well too. You see the seeds of the parents, the actual parents in little Leia. And that's what I like about little Leia. I may not like what transpired, uh, Dr. Jace. I know you have your thoughts about the kidnapping of little Leia. Yeah. Before <laughs> Dr. Jace goes and we give him the floor. Um, I did think it was a nice surprise. You know, I think it was more than anything, uh, just like heartwarming in a way. It's like, oh, Leia, of course, we love her. You know, uh, we love Carrie Fisher's performance, you know? And so uh, just as a surprise element, uh, it definitely touched something within me. Um, I think I think I was excited just to spend some time with her on Alderaan and then the kidnapping happens and you know it takes an unexpected turn to say the least um i think dr jace has more thoughts on that do you mean the the chase sequence that ensued oh so you have gripes with the immediate chase sequence i have it was terrible (laughs) terrible and i should not be that fast Leia should not be that fast. Uh, the 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 guy who was in the Piccolo cosplay in the back that was chasing her, I, <laughs> this guy was waddling. I could tell he was giving her a head start, and I'm like, "Come on, man! You guys got to sell this. You got to make it see." And you know, I get it, right? Because they were trying to sell this side of Leia where she doesn't like being the the diplomatic princess oh, that, uh, what a common trope you know? right <laughs> it was giving brave it was giving brave uh pixar's brave heavy brave funny enough i i recently saw the movie so yes it's very very reminiscent of that um so and and they want to show that she is more at home like out in the wilderness you know just being free having fun and um so she knows the woods. She, she knows the outside more than she knows, you know, how to be diplomatic and act like a princess. Um, so I get that when she's doing these camera angled power slides underneath branches and everything, it's, it's supposed to show like, oh, look how, look how agile she is. These, these, <laughs> these grown ass people, they, they can't keep up. They, <laughs> they're tripping over themselves. They're slipping on banana peels and running into branches that, Honestly, there there are other problems I kind of have with Leia, but they're not as big as you know these moments right here. But that chase sequence was was just terrible. It was it was absolutely terrible. I not well choreographed at all. Definitely. Not not at all. It was it was bad. And then like there were scenes where like the goons I get like this is after she was captured. There were scenes in a way that kind of served no purpose in why they were shot so like for example when they captured leia um i think this was in episode two i think it was uh and you know leia's tied up in her chair and she's like locked in like a a, you know a room whatever in, in darkness and one of the goons comes in and i think oh god i think he says um uh no 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 uh leia oh god leia says my dad is gonna send an army to come rescue me um you guys are gonna pay and the goon is like no one's coming to rescue you and then he leaves 
what what was the point of that? Why did a guy come into the room? <laughs> like, I, I listen. She, I, she, I, he, the, he crushed the droid. Uh, her yeah, droid. he yeah he he just threw it on the ground like <laughs> I'm evil. I don't like kids. <laughs> I don't know, man. Scenes like these pull me out because I'm like I'm paying attention to these things. And I'm like, okay, what's what's the purpose of this scene? What what's the point that's trying to get across? What what's the goal? And I don't know, man. And then because of scenes like that, I then attribute it to scenes involving Leia. And then I start assuming, okay, so any scenes involving Leia are going to include silliness like this, where it's just pointless, you know, babble going on. I don't know. But um, I think these are all good points. I think these are all good points. Just to like right. double down. Um you know, it's like, I think these trailers and kind of like what they were selling you on was like kind of like this Star Wars noir. If the Mandalorian was like a Western, this was going to kind of be more of a gritty kind of like you expected, I don't know, Obi-Wan solving like some crimes or whatever. Um, and you thought it'd be a little darker, you know, um, have like, you know, the the sleuth Obi-Wan that we get, like I think in uh, Attack of the Clones with him trying to solve the assassination attempt and things like that. But then you throw in baby Leia, which I don't know if that term is caught on yet, but I imagine I, I, like little, I like little Leia for the alliteration. Okay, little Leia. I'm, oh. I'm cool with that too. Okay. Um, when you get little Leia, it really does shift the tone. It does really it make does. it feel more kiddish it feels like the ceiling for like the grittiness the show could have gone in especially with the leia scenes now is like lower than what we may have been expecting um because yeah the leia scenes even though it was like kind of cool seeing her it definitely adds this extra layer of humor kind of like jokiness you know um yeah, comfortability it's thing it's like yeah it's not it's like you said we thought it was going to be dark and now we know they can't go too dark because we have a child here and i dare even call it the baby grogu effect i, I was gonna mention and that because you know as episode two would imply now it's their journey you know and then in the mandalorian you know mandalorian was you know portrayed like you said as a western and then by episode very one, very well kept secret a very uh, well kept secret, uh, baby, baby Yoda. Yoda, and now it's Both a, of them, yeah, yeah, right. And now it's their journey, and now we watch this dynamic, whether it be father son or reluctant father, uh, reluctant daughter type of scenario or whatnot. It's it's an interesting. I I mean I think in Obi Wan, well, def, there's more layers to this dynamic. However, it is the effect of this brings in a you know. Uh, a G-rated tone type of uh, essence to it, to what could have been a really just dark, gritty thing. So let me ask, are you, are we okay with this being the driving plot to get Obi-Wan out of hiding? You know, Organ Bell Organa's ask him to come save his daughter. Is this, is, is this what you want to be the, the moving factor to get Obi-Wan to become Obi-Wan again? I think I'm, I'm I'm open to it. Like, I guess when they first introduced Leia 
it was a nice surprise because you know no one was expecting it none of the trailers hinted at a <clears throat> a, a little leia being uh you know in this series and it does kind of tone down what you guys were saying earlier um where we thought it was gonna be like a gritty noir type of story of you know obi-wan eventually building up to the climax with vader uh but now since little leia's there it's kind of like okay so there's a child now with you so what what are you gonna do um or how far are you willing to go uh you know for all we know this might not be an ongoing plot thread you know maybe 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 this is the thing that brings obi-wan out of hiding and then in episode three maybe the actual plot kicks in without baby of uh, baby leia little leia oh so you know? a one and done type of rescue it might be a one and done type of, like, like we might get maybe one or two more episodes with little leia and then from there what however the plot is going to progress it it involves less of leia but we occasionally see her every now and then I, I i just don't want them to just copy and paste what was successful with the mandalorian and be like well let's include a legacy baby character into the mix because everyone loves baby yoda everyone everyone <laughs> loves yoda so let's include a baby version of of yoda in mandalorian everyone loves leia Let's include a baby version or little Leia into the mix. So it, it does give off those kind of vibes. And I mean, the the, the parallels are there. They were both well-kept secrets uh, up to the release of both series. So, um, but I mean, if, if this is an ongoing journey where this is supposed to be Leia with Obi-Wan and uh, Leia, or I'm sorry, Obi-Wan learning, uh, you know, there's someone this small that uh wants to make a change you know sees the injustice in the world and all that stuff maybe that's what they're gonna go with and that's what wakes obi-wan up to uh you know be in the ben that we know later on um i i guess we'll see but i i, I don't know i guess i need to see a couple more episodes with them together I, I did like their dynamic a little bit uh some of the back and forth banter that they had um it, it 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 was kind of funny. I can't think of any any of them off the top of my head, but I remember giving a small chuckle here and there. Like, doesn't she call him out for his name Ben? Being like, that's not a Jedi name. That's not a Jedi name. Yeah, yeah that was funny. That was, yeah, funny. That was and, funny. And she's like, make me float if you're a Jedi. <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? No, <laughs> but, I like that. And see that, and that is why I say, and now we can start, you know, talking about part two. The dynamic versus you know, Mandalorian and Grogu, Baby Yoda, you just watch their dynamic. This is a layered dynamic because this is Obi-Wan who failed Anakin. And it's weird because, you know, he, and again, it's kind of an excuse. He's like, oh, I can't go rescue her. I got to watch the other child of Anakin, you know? But that's really because he doesn't want to come out and He's, it's like he's afraid to fail again. I imagine Obi-Wan does not want to fail again. That could be probably the worst thing. If if he fails Anakin, well, the next thing he can't fail is his son. But he doesn't want to worry about, you know, the other child of Anakin, which the agreement was, I'll take him to Owen. Bail Organa will take Leia. And he's reluctant, you know? Uh, but, hey, this is... That aspect was really cool. Right, um, yeah, I think that aspect is really cool. The um, bail calling him out, being like, 
bro, there's two children. Like, are you, do you have like some unexplored sexism in you? Like, why are you only focused <laughs> on Luke? Um, dude, she's been kidnapped. Like, what's going on? Uh, get off your ass and get out there. Yeah, you got to um, do right by both of them. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. So yeah, I, I like I I that's good. Bell called him out, and then when we do get the eventual pairing, you know, he does find her uh, relatively quick. I dare say um, he does. Um, yeah, he kind of just walks down the street. Oh God, you see, it's like little things like that that kind of pull me out of the story. It, it, it was like a it felt rushed. It felt rushed. He just like, what? This, you're in a bustling metropolis and with a missing child, and you just walk down. Bunch of scum and villainy and right. uh, bounty hunters and low lives and drug dealers. <laughs> but what gets them there is probably like maybe at least a top three part for me is uh, Camille. I'm I'm not gonna try his last name, but oh my his God. fake yeah. Jedi character that was great. That's like oh you know, Nanjalani. Yes, if he's a one oh. and done, if he's a one and done episode character, then he's probably like. I don't know one of the all-time one and done episode characters because that was great getting like that was hilarious like, control things to like <laughs> move Hi, it and then uh, like you know expecting to be paid for helping this person haja estri which uh i i think he also adds a dynamic too it's like the jedi are dead and but you know people still there are some people who still have hope in the jedi so here he is gonna con people He's like, oh, this is a Jedi mind trick. You will let these people on this ship. That's not how that works. You that cannot do the force mind trick over the phone. Can I couldn't you not? believe. No, you cannot. That is terrible. Pretty like great. What a great <laughs> scam. A great scam. It is a good. It's a good con. I'm just. Uh, I mean, he is helping those people still. But like you said, what's a little <laughs> bit of coin along the way? But he also does come around too, because when he realizes Obi Wan is actually a Jedi, um, what? Why does he come around? He's just like, "You are not alone, Obi Wan." Like people, I felt like he was just a believer, kind of just like still had hope. And I think that's like, you know, if we're gonna like, what has been Obi Wan's arc here? It's probably like refinding or gaining a new hope. If you will, um, you oh, better I have some like, hope after robbing and, so many other people's. <laughs> yeah, and like find yeah, and like finding it in like some of the people you meets. You know, maybe it's uh, that fake Jedi character. Maybe it's Leia. Maybe it's like some other people along the way. Um, you know, because that that's how I interpreted that. That's like, oh snap, that's a real Jedi. Like, oh, let me like stop being selfish and like go help him out. And I like that too. I like that. And I hope he's not a one and done. I really like Kumail as an actor. Uh, I mean, he's now in the Pantheon. He's in a Marvel film. Now he's in Star Wars. Uh, he's on his way. He has to be uh, in a, a Disney uh, cartoon, right? Yes, like uh, Pixar okay. or, yeah, or a Disney animated. Then he's he's got the triple threat. He's got the triple crown okay. for Disney. Yeah. But um. I don't know. Yeah, I, I do still feel it was a little rush this episode of how quickly he found Leia. Like he, he walks into an obvious trap at one point. Uh, and I like how he got out of it, though. I did. I do like like where if we're calling it the sleuth Obi-Wan, 
where you know he's he's able to you know maneuver his way in a crime invested uh you know crime infested locale uh you know what he he blew the the spice on them and they all start hallucinating and whatnot uh i i I like i like that obi-wan i like the because we don't really know i mean unless you read expanded stuff uh you don't really know much about obi-wan's background like i would like to say he was on the streets like he's uh he's street smart uh i don't know much about his background maybe we'll actually get more of his background maybe his you know time prior to being with qui-gon uh that'll be interesting to see like uh and also i also i now that we're now i mentioned i wonder if they're even gonna like deep dive like or mention like obi-wan and duchess satine uh Ooh. right right going uh, do you know wars. duchess satine um i know she's a clone wars yeah uh, obi-wan love interest and i was curious if they were gonna kind of like maybe bring her in but well you know, i was kind of watching the well i also know what happens despite okay. you know being far behind on the clone wars um which makes sense because we never see her in the movies but anyways um you know i was curious to see if they were going to include some clone war stuff um or even some rebel stuff if it predates this i'm not too sure if it does um it in does. that kind of recap and they did not and so i'm like i'm unsure like how much they're going to pull from those aspects um because all they showed in the the recap before were those original trilogy right uh, movies right and I, I was wondering that too like i i started thinking well they're only showing clips from the movies uh in this like kind of like recap sequence i think it would be kind of jarring if we threw in like also cartoons in there like you know switch the cartoon then to live action then back to cartoon just to show you know all the beats of obi-wan's life with like duchess satine and everything um i yeah, think the they teens- like it I was just gonna say uh, quickly that Satine's also not Ahsoka, you know. Like I right, think Ahsoka right. transcended those uh, Clone Wars. Like she became bigger than what that series was. And from my perspective, it does feel uh, the Duchess Satine, Satine, right? Satine, yeah, Satine, which right. is also the name of Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor's love interest in Moulin Rouge, correct? Um, oh. I- I'm no, probably sure. getting two in the weeks. Um, Nicole Kidman's character, <laughs> Mulan Rouge. Um, anyways, um, it doesn't feel like she kind of like transcended Clone Wars more, like the way Ahsoka did. Oh no, I, I would agree right. with that. I would agree with that. But I don't know. You, they need to start. I mean, Deborah Chow. They make it seem like she's very invested in all aspects of the canon lore. So it'll be interesting to see who makes a jump to live action hear from any whether it's clone wars or rebels for example we saw a clone trooper uh no yeah i mean if you you, uh, i mean i have my (laughs) it's not it's not captain rex uh, Rex, you think that's Rex? You're, you're not fake, a truth. You're fake, fake Star Wars fans. Fake Star Wars fans. <laughs> I said it could be a number of clones. That is what I said in that TikTok. Go watch our TikTok, by the way. Uh, the fact that there is a clone here 
means we might get some, maybe some clones from the Clone Wars. Or I mean, and I only I and I say as far as why I said Rex, because Rex was one of the clones that broke Order 66, you know. Right. Right. So and to my knowledge, they just decommissioned all the clones and started using real people again for the stormtroopers. There's mm-hmm. we we could see their inclusion down the line. And we know Rex is alive as well. We know Rex is alive. Uh I remember where he was in Rebels. Uh he was like in the desert with um some other clones and uh I guess they were like trading spices or something. I don't know. I I, I remember that they were in the desert with uh a few other clones. Um but this is before Rebels, I think. Yes it is. Um so Yes, this is before Rebels, yes. Right, right. And is this is the city in the outer rim out of the Jedi's? I'm, I'm sorry, the, the Empire's Reach. I do not. This is a new planet, uh, Dayu. I don't Dayu. think I've ever heard of this until this series. Okay, because I find it kind of odd that a clone trooper is out in the open, just you know, begging for scraps. I guess because. Aren't they all supposed to be like on the whole um, we serve the empire type of thing? So why why is he like out just, you know, bumming it in the streets of Dayu? Well, but there's that 10 year gap, which I think, and again, if you want to watch all these shows, I think Bad Batch is going to dive into. Oh, God. As far as what happens to all the clones and so forth. Bad Batch is still going, right? Bad Batch is still going. Bad Batch has a season two coming. Okay. Okay. Oh, but yeah. but 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 season one is done. Like, yeah, season one. Season one's over. Yeah. Okay. So I imagine Bad Batch can maybe answer what happens to the clones. That's the clone story. You okay. want to know what happens to the clones? There's that. But um, what do y'all think about uh? Again, we I know we've been uh, talking about this all around. Obi Wan and Leia. Do you see the the frustration? Obi-Wan gets with dealing with the Skywalker. I feel so bad for him. Like, he can't catch a break with any Skywalker. He's he never signed up for this, you know? It was uh it was Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon wanted this for That's uh, right. Obi-Wan. And it's changed the complete trajectory of his entire life and pretty much uh establishes everything he's gonna do for until the very end. Um yeah, uh their dynamic was interesting. Um curious to see where it goes uh like you guys were saying earlier um it's like is this going to be what uh reinvigorates obi-wan and getting him back into that right mindset of like you know going from a shell of himself to kind of be that wise samurai that he is and kind of like a new hope who's kind of just like you know he's like chilling he's not doing a lot but he's kind of just like you know buying his time until you assume Luke is ready. Um, and so I think I could see it because like kind of like what we were saying, it feels like right now he's just going through the motions. Yeah, he's like getting gifts for Luke. He's asking Owen, like, is he showing any Jedi traits yet? But it just doesn't feel like he's definitely not that committed Obi-Wan. He is ready at the drop of a dime to, you know, go join the Rebels. He is in episode four. Um and so maybe this will be what gets him on the right path. But it's also 
it's like, it's funny. It feels like this show so far is trying to answer a question I've never had. And that's why, and that's why did Ben never really have, you know, the same kind of commitment to Leia? Why was it just, he dropped her off and like, you know, was super hyper-focused on Luke. And it would be cool at the end of this, you know, he's like, had this journey with Leia and he's like, you know what, Leia, like, you're good. Like, you clearly got your shit together. I'm gonna keep you with Bail Organa and so I'm gonna go make sure your brother's okay. You know, she doesn't say he doesn't say that, but you know <laughs> Your brother's feel- poor. <laughs> He's a farmer. He's your a brother farm boy. <laughs> stands in a hundred degree heat all day with two sons. Yeah, your brother's a farm boy. We've got to make sure he's good too. So uh if that's like the arc, then I could get on board with it. But right now I'm definitely uh, you know, just waiting before I come to any conclusions. Uh, it's, and you know it's like it's not even a question that was in the back of minds it's like what would be the more interesting dynamic to play out oh Luke and Ben went on a whole journey prior to episode 4 that would even make that much sense but yes there is right. the you know yeah that di- unexplored dynamic and it's I think it would be cool to see because also you know you gotta also play with the fact that you know, with that message she sent in episode four, how right. it implies that they might have not met. I think they probably looked at that and said, we can probably loosely interpret this to where they did meet. I was thinking about that. I was like, I was trying to remember the message. It was like, isn't she like explaining like how they know each other? Yes, yeah, like, you, like, you served my father in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that implies that some time had passed since their last meeting. Cause it's like, she, she's reminding him that, Hey, remember me? Um, oh, so, could be a reminder. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I can, I can see them, you know, loosely playing around with that and um, trying to make those connections to make it make sense. Cause like right now, what she's like 10 years old. I yeah. Think? Yeah. She's 10. She's 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, which, I feel, oh, he's so annoying, Obi-Wan. He's like, and he even says, he says, what are you, 10? You were at the birth, man. And you know it's been 10 years. <laughs> you were there. He's playing the ignorant role. He's supposed to ask. He, he doesn't just... have no calendar. He doesn't know what year it is. He's been, <laughs> he he's been lost been, for a long time. <laughs> I think he knows it's been 10 years. I feel bad because, like you said, he's hyper fixated on Luke that, hello, two babies were born that day. Um, completely forgot about now I, what I really do like most about this dynamic is the whole time I'm thinking you know um, man she's like giving him the runaround like Anakin did but also she's she's very much a Padme and I forgot all about Padme and I feel bad that I forgot about Padme Padme was a great character I think uh, you know definitely set the bar for what will be princess leia organa and i like how obi-wan was like you know uh you remind me of someone right uh yeah yeah that was really that was really nice i did really like that uh that illusion i liked i I liked how they she he tied it to padme because my my first go-to wasn't padme like right like, like you were thinking i was thinking when he was making the comparison i was like oh yeah kind of arrogant stubborn he's gonna say anakin then when he said Padme, I'm like, oh my God, that's right. Padme was like that too. So I I, I like the Padme connection with that. So I'm like, okay. 
that's nice that's nice it's it's very nice yeah you don't you don't you forget about it and i feel bad yes it takes two to make an egg or whatever so Mm. everyone only cares about anakin and it makes sense too because if you think about it she's growing up to be a politician so Mm -hmm. you know similar to padme it, it it fits it fits very much very much um well we already talked about it a little bit but you know the inquisitors are here and again they're oh i mean obi-wan's out in the open now right like right they know they know they know there. they know right they send out the 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 bounty request uh in mm-hmm. episode two i think yes yes they send out the bounty request which or is or rather uh reva specifically well, sends it out so smart of reva she's such a genius like what a i don't know and she hired the people to kidnap leia did she know the connection did like she said this would bring obi-wan out of hiding how did she know that i think it was a bail or or um a bail obi-wan connection it was like oh they were friends or whatnot kidnapping uh, this oh, child okay. might bring him out you know that's what i that's how I think they were trying to get it across and how I interpreted it. There's, I feel like there's <clears throat> something that she knows about Obi-Wan. Oh, could be. Uh, yeah. Like there's gotta be some connection. Like I, I understand, um, you know, she's supposed to be an inquisitor, dark force users always want power. So they want to, you know, be um, very goal oriented. I, I, I want to be the one to capture Obi-Wan so I can present him to Vader. But I feel like, Reva's coming across as this is something very personal. This yes. is just me. I get she seems very fixated on specifically just Obi Wan, um, and maybe it, it's tied to that uh, Order sixty six scene that we saw earlier. Uh, there was a youngling that kind of looked like Reva a little bit, um, but I don't know. Like the, it's <clears throat> a lot of these Inquisitors because I think even Fallen Order touched on this as well. Some of these inquisitors become inquisitors because they hold grudges against a specific person. Yes. Um, that either wronged them or abandoned them or whatever. I, I remember in Fallen Order, that was like, you know, one of the That was the second sister. That was her whole thing. That was her whole thing. She she became she didn't even become an inquisitor willingly. She she got captured. Uh, oh, and uh that yeah, she let her get captured. Right. Uh, right. Right um so i need to I, replay that it's such a good game it's a fantastic game by the way jedi uh fallen survivor right just just survivor jedi just survivor. survivor okay yeah. okay uh new game coming out soon next year check it out um but yeah it, i i don't know I, i'm really interested in seeing uh what reva's backstory is despite um <laughs> just the the delivery of certain lines and scenes and overselling of the the ruthlessness i i think i think part of it also is a lot of what these inquisitors are supposed to feel at least for me is uh they're supposed to feel intimidating right and i don't feel intimidated by reva i get the sense that she's um an inquisitor she's evil and she's trying to um capture obi-wan and deliver him to Darth Vader and up, uh, you know, get a one up on the Grand Inquisitor, but I'm just not worried when she's on screen. I am worried when the Grand Inquisitor was. I was worried when the Grand Inquisitor was on scene because he has like that, you know, the 
the typical slow talking imperialistic uh british accent and you never know uh what he's gonna do because he's so unhinged because he talks so calmly but anything can set him off um so maybe maybe that's what i was looking for with reva but maybe that's not the point of reva because she's not meant to be that intimidating of a person um, yeah right now it kind of feels like she's just kind of like a brash right you know, right and not quite that like menacing ominous figure who you know we still don't quite know what role vader is going to play in the series but maybe that role will be taken up by vader when he's he's there but it's also interesting too because it's like the way they talk down to reva it's like why is she the third sister you know the stench of your ambition is a, like i've had enough of it you are the lowest of us and yet she's from the, the gutter she was she's from, from the gutter, the gutter. Right. right yeah yeah so it's like why did y'all let her and, and that makes me think maybe vader personally handpicked you know and maybe and, that's why she's this uh you know obsessed with trying to capture obi-wan right she's like wow look at that oh vader saw something in me that these other clowns didn't see so i'm not I, a big prediction person i'm not a big prediction person but like the more we talk about this one i'd even even come to my mind of like why they included to question why they included order 60 uh 666 in the beginning of order 66 <laughs> i think beginning. i know where you're going go ahead and they keep talking about how hayden christensen's back and it's like what does that mean he's supposed to be like an old crusty man right now like no like what I, if good, they say go it. with go another ahead, go flashback ahead. they go with another flashback that shows og hayden christensen you know on his murderous childish rampage child rampage finding reva and being like yo you're kind of special why don't you come with me i don't know right I yes don't yes, know yes that no, would be it. great that's it. He, he, they saw him kill some young younglings. Mm -hmm. What yep. if there were some that he did not kill? Mm. And that mm. would like that would that would show that like uh, super devote loyalty that kind of it seems like Reva has to Vader and like disdain for Obi Wan for being the one who you know cut him down. You know, got really ruined Anakin. So. No, I, I, I mean, there's even the, um, the parallels because you know, Anakin did not come from the, you know, the cleanest of places. He, he, you could also mm. say he came from the poor end, like you know, the gutters. He was a slave. Of he was all a things. slave, and and look what he became, for better or worse. Um, so Riva is almost like a parallel. You know, we keep saying the whole Anakin and Riva um parallels with the grand inquisitor and obi-wan it, it's there it's there it's it, it's happening um so I, I i definitely i definitely find that interesting and you know disney likes taking uh inspiration from different aspects of uh star wars um or i guess previous star wars canon i guess um so like for example i don't know if you guys ever played uh force unleashed uh, i have the first one the first first one's the only one that matters. Um, you remember in the very beginning, uh, it, you play as Darth Vader, and, and he's you wreck through Kashyyyk. <laughs> you wreck through Kashyyyk, and you're destroying all the Wookies, and it's to hunt a Jedi, and and you find the Jedi, and you beat him, and you notice 
there's a, a little boy in the corner and you're gonna kill the boy, but the boy is force sensitive and he kind of uses dark force sensitive powers. So it's it's interesting seeing that, wow, maybe assuming this is right, this might be a parallel to Force Unleashed where oh, when Anakin's going through killing the younglings, he notices something in Reva. He's like, huh, yeah. And Reva thus becomes a star killer-esque character. Exactly. Oh, interesting. Because, you know, Possibly. yeah, that's not canon. That's not canon. Which is right. crazy. What is canon and what is not canon? Like, Jedi Fallen Order is canon. Uh, so very much we could see Cal Kestis up here, which would be so cool. But, um, yeah, I could see them taking bits and pieces from the and and then and the the sequel trilogy did that too, you know. Uh, right, right. Kylo Ren being Ben Solo, uh, they had three. Ben was and Ben was Luke's kid, in right. uh, the expanded universe. Right, right. So you know, yeah, they could take bits and pieces of what they want, and because you know they may not be canon, but there is some quality stories there. And, you know quality you know aspects of the lore that would be worth exploring in a canon format so i can definitely see reva being the star killer if anything uh but yeah grand inquisitor we don't know if he's dead or alive it'd be if he's dead it's a huge retcon and we'll see how they play that off moving forward uh obi-wan is now uh gifted with the knowledge that Anakin is alive and he's like in complete shock and awe. Uh, well, I mean, from, can you tell if it's shock or awe? He's shocked. Is he not? He's shocked. He's shocked. How can you tell? He's it was like that lava. He thought that lava would come up and take the rest of his body, I guess. It was a weird scene for me. It was a weird scene because I was like, wait a second. We're oh. talking about the ending scene, right? The, the yeah. one where he's the okay. Scene. Okay. I was like, Obi-Wan, you're telling me for 10 years, you ain't know Vader's still out here kicking it? For 10 years, you've just been on this desert planet not talking to anybody? You haven't, like, picked up, like, a whiff of, like, some, like, dark, ominous figure just, like, running through the galaxy and, like, presumably, like, you know, being the iron fist of the Empire? Because he knew, he knew, he was knowledgeable about the Inquisitors. You know? Oh, he was? I, su I assumed he knew about Vader. Oh, wow. And so when I seen hits, I was like, oh, he doesn't know? It wasn't like, oh, shit, now he knows. It was like, he doesn't know? Which I don't think was the effect they probably wanted their viewers to have. I don't know. I mean, I think that's the thing, though. I think there's this mysticism of around Vader being, like, the, the right hand of the Empire, you know? Only those who are higher up get to meet Vader. Vader doesn't come out the Death Star unless he has to. Because, you know, he sends the Inquisitors. Actually, he's got his own planet that I'm sure we're going to see uh, in the next couple episodes. Um, but, yeah, it's it's baffling to think that Obi-Wan is so out of it that, yeah, for 10 years he had no inkling, no hearing of Vader being alive. Uh, but I we, ha we have to live with it, I guess. I guess it makes a more interesting story. Because at that point, if he... If he did know, he probably would have, I guess it's implied he would have done something about it or just live in fear his whole life. And this is just, I think, again, this story of Obi-Wan is about his, he has to overcome his fear of failing again, you know? 
versus a fear of I don't think he's afraid of Anakin. I mean, he beat him. He shouldn't be afraid, you know. Uh you underestimate his power. <laughs> Obi-Wan did not underestimate his power. Well, he, he, had the, he, he estimated had the it to the point. He had the high ground. <laughs> yeah, he, he knew. He's like, it's over, man. Don't I'm telling you, man, that they got to make callbacks. Like, don't, don't try it. <laughs> well, Vader <laughs> can't jump it. anymore. <laughs> I mean, he, he can try. To. I don't think he can really jump anymore. I don't think I want to see Vader jump. I don't think no. I want no. Mm -hmm. I, I I like I like the tankiness of. Yeah, of he's Vader. gonna be a tank. Obi Wan's gonna try to best him, and Vader's gonna like like not flinch, for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it. They gotta do the callbacks. They gotta do the callbacks. <laughs> We're not gonna get no dumb. Hello call there. We're not gonna get <laughs> hello there. There's no way. Can you imagine him just say being that nonchalant, seeing Vader for the first time? Hello there. And There's starts, no way you're crazy. Or <laughs> <laughs> right, and there won't be any high ground. Uh, I uh, there's one poster that shows they might fight on Tatooine. They no high ground there. It's just sand. There could and be one dune higher than the. No. You know, but Vader, Vader might say, I hate sand and it gets everywhere. <laughs> I don't know. You know, they have to, you know, and, and the reason why I say they have to, uh, they, they've shown like some, uh, quick little Q and A's and interviews, um, between, you know, Hayden and, um, Ewan and it, it, they ask them about, you know, what do you guys think about like how the attitude towards the prequels has changed? since mm. their initial inception because everyone hated them in the beginning but now they've kind of uh, uh they're kind of more portrayed in a more positive light because of the meme quality of it and they're saying oh yeah i i love the memes i love them uh, i think hayden said uh i like the sand one a lot that one's funny <laughs> He did not say that. Yes, no, he did. I saw no, that too. No, he did. He did. He, did. He, he, he basically said, he's like, I understand Anakin's feelings. Sand is not great. Like, <laughs> and I think he said, unless you're like at a beach. <laughs> Listen, if they don't make any reference, missed opportunity. Zero out of 10. Uh, I, I, maybe, maybe. I, in I, clever I, ways. In clever ways. Like, don't make it so ham fisted that it's like. Okay. If the spider, if the Spider Mans can get away with the point, then maybe we can see. There you go. There right. You go. So, we'll see. But um, overall, I think uh, I think I think we're in for a better treat than let's say Boba Fett. Uh, and oh. this the and uh, this series is the direct follow up to the movies, like in continuity with the movies versus right. You know, on another part of the galaxy. So I think that's what this series got going for it moving forward. Uh, I, I will be excited to see who they bring on. Uh, I know there's a list of actors, too, that we haven't seen yet, like O'Shea Jackson, uh, Ice Cube's son, is going to appear in the series. Oh, wow. Uh, right. I'm very curious about who's going to show up and help Obi-Wan on this journey. And then, of course, we know eventually we'll see Anakin and Obi-Wan reunite in a duel and i think we're gonna get more than one duel so i'm excited for the series i like what they've given us yes we pointed out the the few flaws so far in the 
I think it'll get better as we go on. We have four more episodes, so I'm excited. Oh, it's only six? There's only six. There's only six. Wow. That's like their thing. It's their golden number, six episodes. I guess, yeah. But yeah, do y'all have any final thoughts? Um, No, I... I, I I am invested in the series, um, you know, despite my my gripes with uh, certain scenes with Leia uh, and some other characters like Reva, I, I still like the Obi-Wan segments. And maybe that's part of the reason why I was kind of indifferent towards the other scenes. I wanted this to just be an Obi-Wan series. So then when they take like, you know, five, 10 minutes on focusing on little Leia, I'm kind of like, uh, all right, this is fine, but can we, what's Obi-Wan doing right now? What is, where, where is he moping? Where, where, where is he being depressed <laughs> on Tatooine? <laughs> I want to see that. Um, but I get it. They're, they're doing all this setup with these different characters. And, um, and now, you know, now it's going to be more seamless. Leia's with Obi-Wan. So any Leia scenes are going to be with Obi-Wan. So that's fine. Uh, I guess we'll see. I, I didn't know it was only going to be six episodes. I thought because it was like a very special, um, you know, a very special series, bringing back Ewan McGregor and Christian again. Uh, I thought maybe they were going to do 10 or nine, eight, whatever. But I did not know they were going to do this, the six episode stand. Six, man. Yep. But MCU, Marvel, uh, Disney, whatever. Y'all all getting six. We don't care who you're bringing back. Um, so it's fine. I, I, I do want to see more of it. I think it can get better from here. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. I, I like the, the shot at the end where uh, you, know, yes. you see uh, Vader wake up in the pod and it's like, okay, that's, that, 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 that's our big boy, our sand boy. Can't wait to have him come back on Tatooine, home of sand. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm I'm here for it. I did not enjoy it as much as some uh, some other people I've seen uh, praise the first two episodes, but I'm okay with it. I'm fine. I'm still here. Let's just see where the rest of the episodes have to go. Fair enough. Yeah, I think I'm in a similar spot. Um, you know, just excited to see what happens next feels like you know um there's a lot of pieces i'm intrigued by i'm still like kind of on, on the fence if i like them or not if i think they're gonna end up paying off i do hope they pay off but you know i think it's definitely kind of like in a wait and see mode right here um what i like about it being six episodes is that you know can't really waste any time you kind of have to like get to where you want to get to pretty quickly and so um i hope in the next episode we move even further along in what the story is um and yeah for at least at least right now you know i'm i'm pretty locked in um uh, i don't know if i said this at the top but um i wasn't too intrigued by mandalorian or book of boba fett uh enough to watch those um these i've always been kind of like a movie star wars guy and everything else always felt like kind of you know optional to me and you know, something about this series, Ewan McGregor, I think the trailer had Duel of Fates playing in it. I think it just like, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to miss this one. And I don't regret my decision so far tuning in. So. Well said, well said. Yes. Uh, series, you should get on them. They, they, they give you, they give you something. Maybe not your movie quality, but 
you know, they're not set. They're not limited by the parameters of the movies and what they, you know, what needs to happen and what can happen. They do their own thing. However, this series, again, is our first series that directly follows the movies and probably will play into the movies. So we'll, and, we'll see what they do. And and funny enough, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, you know, the um, oh mm, recently you, what, that stupid thing she said. Oh, no. Well, there was that. But I was going to mention the the direction. Actually, I think it's kind of tied into what what uh, you think I'm going to say. When she said we can no longer recast. Uh, it's tied to that. The, characters with like for, younger actors or. Didn't they just do that? They just Lance? did it. They just did it. They yeah. just did it. Yeah, with that like a Mr. X? I hate when I hate it when she said that. I was like, I don't think that was a Mr. X. That was her being stupid. I don't like that. She literally goes <laughs> this show goes against exactly what she just said. I, <laughs> I I think it was in that same statement where she also said uh they're putting all their future films on hold. Um, except for uh Taika Watiti's Star Wars film. Uh, whenever that's going to come out. She said that's still on the way. But she says uh, the future of Star Wars for now is seemingly in these continuity type of TV series. They have no big plans to set up the next big trilogy or the next big set of movies. They're just like, hey, Mandalorian is doing very well. Boba Fett, <laughs> I don't know what the numbers were for Boba Fett, but maybe they were good enough. And now we have Obi-Wan. So I think this is the direction they're going to go in for a good while with Star Wars. So it's, it's mean, a great time to tune in for, for a lot of these expanded uh, series. Yes. Yeah. And I'm good with that. You know, I think um, I think I was like seven when Phantom Menace came came back. But it was kind of like this big event. You know, it was like kind of like, yo, Star Wars is back. It's like where to go. Um, yep. And then even when Force Awakens, which I think became at least on its release, like the highest domestic grossing movie yeah. of all time. Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of excitement about like Star Wars returning, like, you know, new players. And so I do think there's, I don't know. I think Star Wars is always at its best um, when, I don't know, there's like just a lot of excitement behind it. And I think we need to get back there. Cause I think if you were to announce like a new Star Wars movie tomorrow, I think a lot of people would be like, eh, I'm still, I'm still good, you know. I think we need some time away from it, and maybe these TV shows um, and some of the comic books they've been doing that I've heard really good things about oh, can yeah. kind of bridge can bridge that gap. Yeah. Uh, again, the Star Wars lore is so expansive; you can find enjoyment in many other aspects than just the movies, and I think they're all worth giving a try and exploring. I, for one, am sticking to the series and the games right now and you did buy me that book too that i need to read uh about the grant the old era so yeah i think the high republic um, yeah the high republic, Ooh, high republic. it was yeah. only like you know a 50 page comic book that i got you know uh you for christmas that you seemingly have not even opened yet it's fine i'm sorry um, my brother <laughs> got that for me who are you um, i got it for um uh, my long lost brother um no relation to grandmaster right i got um, it in the mail and i i assume it was for my long lost brother right yeah um but yeah those the high republic series is pretty cool because they take place i think hundreds of years like maybe 200 years before phantom menace and yeah i just agree i haven't played force awakens but i've heard great things about that too so oh, um, no, no, there's uh, a lot out there 
Oh, so Fallen order. order. Play Fallen Order. Yeah, not Force Awakens. Fallen <laughs> Play that one. You'll enjoy it. Very um, If Yeah, if you like Elden Ring and all that, there's customization and story. It's, it's more a, story. It's easier than Elden Ring. I'll tell it's you It's probably that. easier than Elden Ring. We, we probably should have another Star Wars talk because they announced some other stuff. But I'm going to close it off like this. Hey, check out Obi-Wan, folks. New episodes come out on Wednesday. So we'll be back on Wednesday to talk about episode three. Uh, be sure to follow us here at the Yonko table on all our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Again, we put in some of our hot takes and our quick takes, our initial, uh, initial reactions on there. Be sure to follow us on there. And again, if you ever want to watch us, we got our YouTube that you can go check out. But of course, podcast listening station, Spotify, and of course, Apple Podcasts. But that is it from us here at the Yonko Table. Deep dive in part one and two of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm Grandmaster Hoop, fellow Yonko, Dr. Jace Attorney, and fellow Supernova, Hooper TV. We're signing off. We'll see you next time.